Thank you for listening to Kind of a Church Girl podcast. This is your host, Simone Ashley, and I'm so excited because today I have one of my favorite people in the world on the call today. Her name is Lisa. She is a wife, a mother, a fashionista, and a chef in the making, and so much more. And this year, her and her husband was able to celebrate seven years of marriage. Oh, I forgot to mention, she's only 29 years old. Now that is a rarity in the world we live in today with the divorce rate so high and dating. Well, we're not even going to talk about that, what it is right now, but they've been able to push past so many barriers and while raising two young, beautiful boys. And we're just going to have a conversation of what it took for them to get to the point that they're at right now. We're going to talk about motherhood and so much more. And I'm just excited. Now, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leave us a five-star rating now let's get into the conversation i'm just excited about this conversation because i've been waiting to talk to you because this is one of my favorite subjects of love but uh, how are you doing during like all of this staying inside and well you know it's it's hard for uh extroverts like myself so i am going a little crazy um i really need to be outside. <laughs> I need to go to Target. Um, I need to go to restaurants. I need to drop these kids off at their grandmother's house. I need to go to work. <laughs> you know, there's just so much that I didn't realize that you take for granted. I mean, just going to the grocery store and just getting your groceries and getting out, like you never really realize how much of a privilege that is. But I'm doing all right, you know, hanging in there. It's been just over 30 days for me at this point. I told um, you, like, I, I have lost so. count, so. <laughs> I've lost to climb count. up the walls a little bit. <laughs> right, right. But the good thing is, you know, you're in Arizona so that the virus doesn't live too well in heat, so you kind of have a little bit of advantage right. there. It's still kind of cold here, so it's, I don't know, it's one of those things. Yeah. But how are you, the oldest one, how old is he? the oldest boy he will be eight on the 31st of may so he is in the home stretch of his seventh year and coming in on year eight so he's definitely matured a lot and being a big brother and then my youngest is three so he'll be three and a half in may so just that age difference yeah doesn't necessarily work in quarantine (laughs) (laughs) but it would um, my oldest son is so over his little brother. He is ready to go back to school so that he don't have to be here every day. <laughs> How has homeschooling been? Um, it's definitely a challenge. I commend all the teachers out there. Like, round of applause <laughs> to you all. It is truly, truly a craft, and you have to have so much patience. And I think the first two weeks of homeschooling, my son and I were just kind of butting heads because I haven't done second grade homework in forever. Like, I don't, I don't know how it's taught and to explain something in second grade terms is very hard. So like they're doing division, fractions, multiplication right now in math. You try to explain that to a second grader. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. I don't even want to explain it to myself. I don't even, usually think about it, it's like, we thought we really, well, you need it eventually, but if you don't use it every day, right. the same thing as like, uh, you're trying to go back into your mind, in that pit of your mind where you left it. 
Mm-hmm. And I can't even imagine. So I feel for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's oh, hard. God. Yesterday he was like doing parallel and perpendicular lines. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hold on, let me <laughs> Google that really. Khan's Academy is a really good one. Good to know. Good to know. So you had your seven year anniversary during this time. So how did you guys yes, celebrate? Yes. So yeah, it was uh, April 27th. Um, it was definitely interesting because again, extrovert like me, I want to get dressed up. I want to do my hair and makeup. I want to go out. So for me to really sit in the house, which is my husband's forte, cause he's an introvert. So this really hasn't bumped him too much. He's just kind of like, cool. I got my Xbox. I go in the office, do my work. You here every day cooking food. So we cool. Like what's the, who needs to go outside, you know, but um, yeah, so we definitely like found some things just by way of word of mouth and Google and things like that. So um, we kind of did a whole weekend celebration on a Friday. We just um, went out to eat to one of our favorite restaurants, picked up the food, of course, brought it back home, right, ate, right. hanged out with the kids. Um, Saturday, we did like our own paint and wine night. So we found um, like some canvas and some paint on good old Amazon and poured Amazon some glasses been of saving wine. lives. Right. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, got some wine and drank that and painted and the paint took longer than we expected. So it turned into a full weekend project. Um, but yeah, so that was fun. And then on the next, on Sunday, we ordered more food. <laughs> we had out twice on, uh, on Monday. That was our actual anniversary. Went picked up some tacos from this one little place, and then we had like a really nice dinner. (laughs) I miss tacos. (laughs) I would tell you right now, ever since I moved to Maryland, me finding a taco up to the caliber of what you can find in Arizona has been little to none. I know. I just been going to Chipotle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. That ain't even no, doing it for you. I don't have no, no. It's just Chipotle. Just go to Chipotle. That's the closest I can get. And that's crazy to, right. say, to think of that. But it's like, maybe if I go to Uncle Julio's, maybe. But Uncle mm-hmm. Julio's is expensive. So I don't have time for all that. <laughs> Not the So you're just celebrating seven-year anniversary. You're only 29 years old, which means if I do my calculations, you got married around <laughs> 22. <laughs> and I did, you, I did. Like thinking Actually, about... No, was it? I got married at twenty one. I got married at twenty one, and I turned twenty two like shortly after. Oh, okay. Well, even (laughs) even more interesting because I'm twenty seven right right now, and I can't I can't imagine it. Uh, Maybe because I find I definitely find the right person, but I don't know how you know. But um, when you (laughs) (laughs) it's because I didn't find the right person. Um, But (laughs) when you got married at twenty one, like what was your thought process of like like I know everybody's always like, well, you're so young, you have things to do and all stuff like that. Right. What was your what made you say no? I know this is the right decision for me. Like, and it's cliche. I'm not saying age ain't nothing but a number, but it ain't. Um, <laughs> you're as old or young as you want to be, you know what I mean? It's, it's a mindset, right? So I felt like by age 21, I had already been through so much. Mm. I was already a young mom. Um, so to me and where I was in my life and where me and my husband were in our relationship, it just made sense to move forward, um, with getting married. 
So we were just super supportive of each other. And um, even though my husband is slightly a year older than me, we had just already made the decision that we were going to raise our child together. We're going to get married. We were uh, move in with each other, you know, so we were already like lining up our life for everything. And then the next thing was just marriage, just to seal the deal. And so did you guys, you guys moved in after you got married or before? Uh, We moved in after we got engaged. So we lived with each other for just short of a year. Um, And then we got married at that point, we were already in our apartment. And again, that was more so because we were already parents and I wanted my son to start being raised um, in the same home as both of us because when I first had my son, we both had an apartment and it was hard for us because I was like, my husband was living in Tempe and I was in Glendale. So that's like about a 35 minute drive and then throwing work with that. So it was just, we were spending a lot of time going up and down the highway, back and forth, and with a baby, packing up all that stuff <laughs> and bottles and diapers and wipes and swings and all that. It just, it was becoming like too much for me. Um, so I was like, yeah, we need to either live together or live closer to each other because this is just too much. <laughs> right. So when you guys decided to, um, when you got engaged, what was the moment? It might have been you when you got engaged, but when was the moment where you're just like all right, let's, let's, <laughs> I know that it's like, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna keep doing this or whatever back and forth. Well, when was that moment? Um, well, my husband and I, we dated my senior year of high school. So I was 17, just had turned 18. And he was like my first boyfriend, at least like publicly to my parents. <laughs> he was the first boy that I brought around to my parents. Right. You know, and they received him well. And, you know, I went off to college and just me wanting to experience life and my husband wanting to experience life and things of that nature, we ended up drifting apart. Um, because I went to college um, up in Tucson, which was about two hours away from where he was in Phoenix. So just with that distance, again, it drove us apart. So we ended up breaking up. So during our time of apart, it just gave us that time to like figure out like, do we really like each other? Because at the end of the day, we kept coming back to each other. You know what I mean? Like whether we were dating other people or hanging out with other people like if we bumped into each other just out and about in Arizona it was which like, is a oh. small space by the way for right <laughs> <laughs> super small um five degrees of separation from everybody out here right literally <laughs> literally so you know we just bumped into each other and um our last time we did that we were just like, okay, the universe keeps like throwing us back together. Like I had moved back to Phoenix from Tucson and I was like, you know, I'm here back in the city, you know, we're both single. Like we keep going round and round in circles. Like what, what are we doing? You know, and we decided that we were going to get back together. But at this point I was like, yeah, but if we get back together, you know, are we just, I was going to date all over again. And yeah. he was like, you know, I, I really want to like do this right. You know, 
And I was like, all right, whatever that means to you. I don't want to force you to do nothing, but you know, I'm here if you're ready for that. So yeah, he, we talked it over and he was like, the next step is, you know, engagement and marriage from there. So we can move forward. And I was like, all right, that's just kind of where it took us. I guess that times we're like running away from each other and then we're like yeah. okay <laughs> right it's like you know what come on <laughs> all right so I guess there I was like a it. point <laughs> where you guys actually moved overseas and yeah. it at that point which was very cool and i was like oh, that's pretty that's actually pretty cool that's pretty cool and you know at the time um your your oldest was how was he was he was about like, three. Yeah, he He's was like the young. stage that my youngest. Yeah, is now. yeah, yeah. So like, he what was, was it like for you that you know now? Some women they're just be like, I'll wait till you get back. Right, and right. You're just like, oh, I mean, I know you like to travel anyway, but you're just like, no, this, yeah. you know, we're gonna. That was a whole nother life. Like, what was it like for you to, you know, move across the seas with a baby? You know, your new husband, like yeah. a new place. Like, and I remember you telling me about how the difference the grocery stores. <laughs> right (laughs) yeah it was hard it was like going overseas and stripping away um comfort safety nets support and everything like honestly just brought us that much closer together I think um we went out there in 2015 so we had just been married about three years you know and wow like you said, you know, our, our son was young. And so to uproot ourselves from both sets of our parents being here, um, which count as babysitters, um, you know, our cars oh, yeah. being here, our, we um, were at the end of our lease of our apartment. So it like lined up just right. We packed everything up, put it in storage. So like just to do all of that was like, super um it was scary you know to go to a complete other country with such a big time zone difference and everything mm-hmm. we got there we we literally had to tell each other it is you and I there is nobody else out here there's no one that's going to support us there's no one we can call in five minutes and tell them to come and help like we had to depend on each other more than anything so I think that really allowed us to grow in our marriage and then grow as a family because that was my first time being a stay-at-home mom because I quit my job to go and do that. Mm. Um, so that was a little bit of a challenge for me, just like shifting my mind from working most of my life to now being at home with a three-year-old in another country. Yeah, so right. It wasn't like I, w- I had my car and can just go drive up to my friend's house or anything like that. It's, no, you're going to learn this train. You're going to learn the bus. And you're going to have a three-year-old with you. And you're going to be a Black American in the UK. Good luck. Oh have fun. Bye. <laughs> have fun. Yeah. Have fun. Let's see how that. <laughs> so right. what was your biggest, like, shock when, when you were out there? Um, The people, really. Like, everyone's actually so nice. And it gave me, like, a big eye-opener to how we are as Americans. And with us being in this pandemic, it, also kind of crazy but um just being out there everyone is just so loving and friendly and you can walk up to 
any stranger and just be like, hey, you know, I'm looking for this store. Where should I go? Yeah. And they're like, oh, let me walk you halfway down the street or let's go over here. This one's better for you. Like, <laughs> it just really was eye opening. And like, people would just draw to my son, which is weird because here in America, you don't touch people's kids. Like, that's a <laughs> mega no no. My child. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there, people would just like come up to my son and give him candy and like hold his hand. And the yeah. first few times I was like, uh, Kung Fu Panda, like back it on up. <laughs> like, right, right, right. Happening here? But then I just had to realize that they're just very loving. Yeah. But here in America, we're just always on the defensive mode. Like, right? Yeah. Like, do we just think the worst of each other? I tell, I, you know, when I went to Europe for, I went to Europe for about eight days um, for work uh-huh. and it was, I mean, granted it was, it was Paris. So like, I'm all in this like dream mode anyways, but right, besides right. that part, <laughs> besides that part, but honestly, it's that I always tell people that it's like, when I was in Europe, like people were really receptive and like, you know, yeah. I, like I said, I, I learned like this much French. But like I, had a, I learned the hello <laughs> goodbyes and the thank yous. That's all I need to know. And so, but uh-huh. I, I somebody was like, if I could do that again, just for like a time period, and just like mm-hmm. you know, understanding like different the different culture and stuff like that. Like that's important, especially for like yeah. a child to be able to to say sure. they experienced that or seen that. Um, because I think right. I, I heard this thing. Um, they were talking about how a lot of times, especially Black Americans, we just don't travel like that, or we don't we don't yeah. step outside of the comfort zone to see like, well, this is America is such such a small dot on uh-huh. what the world really is, and so yeah. that's actually pretty cool that you got to really to do that, you know. So when you move yeah. back, when you move back here, um what was that adjustment like because you had to adjust to that and yeah. now you're moving back and you're just like <laughs> did you just go back in like your regular mode or was it like dang I realized it's like oh, this is I, I kind of want to go back <laughs> like how was yeah that? <laughs> for sure it was definitely an eye-opener like I it was kind of funny because um my plane back I went from London into Chicago and then Chicago into Phoenix (laughs) and I've never been to Chicago still haven't fully been I just it was just a layover yeah so I get off my plane of London in Chicago and anytime you travel abroad you know you got to go through the customs and all that good stuff so I'm wandering around this huge Chicago airport like where where the heck am I supposed to be? Like, where am I going? Where's the customs? You know, I got my little passport. I've got my son with me. I'm just lost. So I go up to this lady working at the airport and I'm like, excuse me, like, where's the customs after I've been with all the nice people? And she turns around, she's like, what do you want? And I was like, oh, I'm back in America. (laughs) Like, okay, never mind. I'll figure it out myself. And so just that one little (laughs) <laughs> one little snap I was just like man this I'm back. <laughs> Welcome <All right>. back. <laughs> yeah so we kind of came back and hit the ground running because like I said we had packed up all of our stuff and put it in storage so now right. I came back before my husband to find us a place to live oh <laughs> so my- I yeah. had got with um like a realtor to help us find um a rental home and this was also our first time coming into a home because we've always lived in an apartment so I think I found us a rental home like within a weekend. My husband 
came. No, he didn't. We like emailed all the documents so he could sign them. We can sign them. Yeah. And then like, I think the next week he came, we moved and then it was, here we are back in America. (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) So you and your husband have two totally different personalities. Um, You're the extrovert. (laughs) He's the introvert. And like, and a lot of times people say opposites attract. Uh, What, how has it been like, when you when you two particularly when you like said you got married and now you guys are in another phase in your life like another phase and you're like okay we're gonna do this for life this actually pisses me off uh this actually (laughs) this is cool (laughs) so how did you guys like just start merging really merging together um the way you are now yeah it's just really just communication and and time you can't expect anyone to change overnight. Um, I've had roommates a lot all my life. I've lived with different types of people, different styles of people, different personalities of people. But when you live with your husband, like that's totally different from living with a boyfriend because if it's a boyfriend that you might talk to them differently or y'all mm-hmm. might be apart for longer or whatever. But when it's your husband, he's just there <laughs> yeah. you're just there and you could secretly be getting into your own mind about like dang he left another dish in the sink are you for real so just like really learning to communicate that in a nice way like hey instead of you leaving that dish in the sink if you don't mind just rinsing it off and popping it in the dishwasher that would help me help you appreciate it you know like just <laughs> right right just learning different ways of communication and then like I said just time so how have you grown (laughs) as a person from from year one to year seven it's definitely been a journey because like I said I started off as a mom and then a wife um so for some they might say that's backwards but for me I'd say that's my life right most of people you know what happens most of the time anyway yeah that's real so I, I basically have known my husband all of my 20s, right? Because I said we met, you know, when I was a senior in uh, high school. So the fact that he's literally this month, it will be the end of my decade oh that my. we have <laughs> cohabited and raised kids and moved. And, you know, we just bought a house last year. And so like, congratulations, I was just. Thanks. I was just telling my husband the other day that we have been in grind and survival mode. You know, it was like, how are we going to be the best parents? How are we going to be the best husband and wife? How are we going to succeed in our careers? How are we going to, you know, buy the nicest cars that's, you know, for us? How are we going to get this house? And as of last, like, we just made one year in our house on February. So now after this one year, we're finally like at the point in our lives and in our marriage where we're like, woo-saw, we're not hustling to do anything. We're not having no more kids up in here. (laughs) So like that, that conversation is closed. You know, like I said, we're in our house. We both have cars that we enjoy. My husband has a job that he enjoys. I have a job that I enjoy. And it's just like, finally, it's like, okay, I'm coming into chapter 30. And I've always kind of like ran from 30 because I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be so old and I don't want to be 30 and da 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 
but really coming up to 30, it, cause when I was 27, I was really like, I started to feel old, like mentally. And again, right it's, a, it's a mental thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, I'm 27. Like you're, when well, you're 27, that's officially your late twenties. Right. It is. It so is. I was like struggling with 27. I didn't want to turn 27. I'm like, I ain't turning 27. Like I'm saying 25 forever. Like I love 25. 25 was but a solid like, year for me. was a solid year for me. Cause yeah. I'm like, I can still get away with the nonsense of before, but not quite as much now. So I, I'm a little more right. mature. When I hit, I remember my 27th birthday, I, <laughs> not gonna lie, I cried because I was like, yeah. what? I had to look and see what am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, like what right. am I doing? Because it is 30 does creep on you. So. Oh yeah. It comes like a whirlwind, but I was, um, I am finally accepting chapter 30 because in your 20s, like you can get away with more things, you can still do things, and people will be like, Oh, you're so young, you still have all this life to live, it's okay, da 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 da, da. you know, whatever. But when you're 30, get it together, you do something, <laughs> people are gonna be like, Girl, you too old to be doing that, <laughs> right? Right, right, or you better, you better get your life on track. Right. And so now I'm just like, Okay, chapter 30, what does Lisa actually want to do? Because, like I said, we've grinded, we've hustled, we have what we've been wanting. And so now I can kind of, like, settle that part of my life. Like, it's, it's to me, I'm comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now I can focus on myself for once. Because I, I'm either all about my kids or all about my husband or the house or everything but me. I put Lisa on the back burner. Like, so now I'm like, all right, chapter 30. It's you, girl. You got it. What are we doing? <laughs> so what's your first, what's your first plan for 30? Um, I actually want to look into um, going to culinary school. Um, somehow I found a love for cooking. <laughs> when does that happen? I, I, I know, you know, I'll be watching all your Instagrams. I like, don't know. That shrimp. Uh, let, me, let me see that. And I'll be watching all that. And like, how did, when did you find <laughs> that love? Because I feel like it's like a, you, there's a passion there for it. It's like, is it something that's right. kind of maybe therapy, like for you? And, yeah, yeah. Or is for, it something yeah. that's just something that you just, you know, enjoy? Like, when did you, when did you fall in love with that? It's definitely therapy for me. Um, I've cooked always because I have family, you know, and I got to yeah. cook for these kids and I cook for my husband. Um, so cooking, I've always done, but I've always done it just again, as like a survival mode, like if you don't eat, you're gonna be hungry, someone has to cook. And then I kind of just started like, I love following, you know, Pinterest recipes. And I have like my favorite celebrities that I follow on Instagram, or, you know, wherever. So I really kind of got invested in just like finding people that I like, and cooking what they do or whatever. And then one day I was like, let me just post this on Instagram and see what happens. And I got like a lot of good feedback. And in that moment, I didn't do it to get feedback. I was just like, oh, I'm cooking. This looks good. Let me put it on Instagram. So I did. And everyone was like, oh, this looks so good. Like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hmm. And it made me feel good to know that people thought that what I was doing was kind of cool. So (laughs) it just kind of has gone from literally that um and then now I just want to be like certified if you will so then I can start charging people and you know like yeah. really kind of figure out like what I want to do so I Are can you thinking have more like the title. private chef route if you were to do something like that or? 
Yeah, like a private chef, a home chef. Um, I've had various ideas on um, like a date night chef or like, yeah. you know, something like that, because I definitely want to bring it full circle back into marriage and love and momming and things of that nature. So I'm still trying to figure out how to tie all three of those things in my life together around cooking. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited for that. So um, let me ask you this. Who is Lisa the mother? What Let me call my son in here. <laughs> <laughs> and will he say good things? <laughs> right. Let's get him on the spot. I feel like as a mom, me and my oldest, we've grown up together. And again, now that I'm almost 30, he's turning eight. Like, he's known me pretty much all of my 20s as well. So, like, we yeah. really grew up. Well, he's still got a lot of growing up. But <laughs> I grew up, you know, and I took him along with me. Um, so I think as a mom, I've changed a lot from kid one to kid two. Um, I'm very, very strict on my first child. Oh my <laughs> and as that sounds weird, I'm not as strict with my second, but they are night and day. They're two different kids mm -hmm. and that's fine. But I never wanted to fail my first child. Not that. I'm not, I'm not trying to fail my second child either, but there was just a they lot. They two different personalities, me. so you know how to cater. They came in my life at two different times. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I was 21, 22, I wasn't in a good space financially. I wasn't in a good head space all the time. Yeah. I didn't have the best car, in my own opinion. I didn't have the best job. I didn't have the best food on my table. You know, like, I was struggling college student for sure you know yeah. didn't know where I wanted to go in my life so when I made the decision that you know going to go through with having this child it was just like I'm going to be the best mom you know in my own opinion to my son and especially that I'm raising a black male in America mm. you know so I'm very like I just see a lot of me in him and I don't want to fail him. He's a super bright student. He's a straight A kid. Like he's super awesome in school. He's very well behaved. He's very mature. Like, and not even to brag on me, but when I take him places, people will always compliment me on his behavior. I'm like, wow, right. your son's so well behaved or his teachers are always like, he's the best in my class. He helps the other students. Like, because I was going to instill that in him in his very young years that I had you, but it was a struggle, man. And you're not going to come out here acting a fool. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you right. know, so like some people, maybe they do that, but I, I'm just not going to have him running amok when it took some tears and some, some time to get, where I am now my second son he just got here three years ago he don't know nothing about it not he had a nice house cars right right house. he gets good gourmet dinners every night he like oh this, this is great he like guys I don't know what you've been doing eating ramen noodles and going from house to house and driving in these little cars like whatever <laughs> you know Trey came in at a good time so Trey has it a little different so he he's a little um well entitled sometimes you know <laughs> <laughs> right right so yeah just just different times but definitely I think as a mom you know I've 
grown tremendously. Very interesting to see a miniature you and you yeah. just want them to be the best, you know, version of themselves that they can be. So, yeah. So, let me ask you this. One thing I learned um, out just from growing this year, um, be 28 this year, is mm-hmm. realizing the grace you have to have for somebody. Like yeah. there's like a great, like there's like a level of grace that's beyond the selfish part of you that you kind of have yeah, to have, sure. you kind of have to have, if you're going to be in a long, it, it may not be a loving or like a love relationship, but just like a friendship or whatever that you have to have to yeah. have long lasting friendships and stuff. And that's something that I, mm-hmm. I've been learning and I've been trying to grow like I'm growing I think at this point and um right. so I, I just feel like this is very important so like um let me ask you this like what has been your your foundation at this point in your life like what has been your your spiritual path like what does it look like for you well I grew up in church um so I've always had that trait or habit if you will to go to church on Sunday right mm-hmm. um go to bible study if you can so that's always been instilled in me as a child and i think i mean i go back and forth like yeah, that's fair my that's father-in-law fair. yeah my father-in-law is a pastor so that for me coming into this marriage was like a really big thing because I've always grown up in a non-denominational church and my father was a minister, but me and my dad still had like a open communication. So Mm -hmm. if I wanted to talk to him about something in a worldview, I probably could. I didn't always take advantage of that, but I probably could. And he would have kept it real with me. Um, Coming into my marriage, my husband and his family are Kojic, which I never knew what that was, but that's Church of God in Christ for those who don't know. <laughs> so it's, it was a lot. That's, and different. that's, so, be different. that's a lot different. Yeah. So when I first started going to church with my husband, I noticed that all the ladies wore skirts and dresses. I go to church, you know, jeans or slacks or pants or Or, I don't know. Like (laughs) it was never really a thing when we would go. (laughs) Like I didn't. I was going to be appropriate looking. Yeah. I didn't think about do I need to wear a dress or skirt down to my ankles. Um, Also, just how women style themselves is very different. So it was a real eye opener for me to go to church with my husband in a Kojic realm. And even to the point, like now, I, I still go to church. You know, we go to my father-in-law's church. And it, it, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's very hard for me because, and again, I don't want anyone to take this personal. This is just my own opinion. Kojic is very... Um, they have a lot of rules and I don't understand why we have rules to worship God. Like mm-hmm. if you want to worship God, worship him and however you feel appropriate in your heart to worship him or thank him or pray to him or 
you know, God knows your heart, but they just have so many, like, you can and can't do this and you need and need to do this. And it's just, it'd be so much that I'm like, I don't want to go. <laughs> like, I don't want to go to church. Like, I don't want to go if we got to do all this and wear this yeah. and we can't do this. And, like, and I think it's, that sometimes, it, it, you know, it's like, you know, in the, in the Bible, it says, you know, you, you always respect people, like respect, whatever right. they decide to do, I'll always have respect and have that, that honor. Like, you know, you even going, it's like, okay, I don't want to disrespect, I'll wear this or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like, I got, you got that level there, but it's like, um, it says worship God in spirit and in truth. And that's that part when you're right. talking about of like, well, what does that look like to me? You know? And it, I right. can, I can't, I, I can only imagine how hard that probably is. Like, it's like, you want to it's like how can i make work this out between you know that's family i get it yeah respect it but you always yeah. have that inner part of you that's like this is this is me and this is who i am or, yeah you know because i always tell people like when i me growing up like you know, my dad was a pastor too we grew up together okay so, but right, right. my dad was a pastor too but as, as true at home we well the older I got, I, th- I say like, especially now, like it's open season. Like you can talk about, we talk about whatever. Right. right? It's, it's totally different right. from when I grew up. Okay. It's totally like yeah. 180. And, um, it wasn't until I got older, it got like that. Like mm-hmm. until I got probably like 60, mm-hmm. I was able, it was started to really be that open conversation. Um, right. but fortunately from that point on it, you know, it was that, but that's when I, when I turned last year, I tell people this all the time. Last year was the first time that I actually, I grew up in church all my life, but I didn't know God till mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. And it was a very, and as people's like, what is, how does that even work? It's just, it, it was just, that was just the case. Like I didn't, yeah. go, there was a time period. I didn't go to church for like three years. None of us, like I, mm-hmm. my parents weren't even going to church. Like, but it was just like, there was a period where it was just like, I'm tired of all of that. I just want to know God. Yeah. And I, yeah. and when I found when I got into that period um, last year, I, I started going to this church here and it, it kind of helped me understand that that was okay to have that question. It's like, who, who, who are you? Like, who, who are you beyond right. all the rules and the regulations and things that I've always known? Like, because right. I feel like there's more to this than what I've, what I've been even like given or taught or, you know, I know there's the foundation, but I know there's more. And it's right, like, right. you know, so I think everybody, you know, goes through that. So like, how do you guys, like, I know that you guys like, you know, um, you have the boys, you do too. Like, how do you guys create your own ecosystem in your house? Like, how do you guys say like, this is, this is, you you have um people that you look up to you have people that like you should do marriage like this or you should do this or how did you guys how yeah. are you guys like navigating your own world basically within the world like this is me and you <laughs> against the world but um but it's me and you this is our house this is what we want to teach the children this is how did you guys have right. like kind of come to that understanding right now a lot of it is what we just kind of talked about just that up um upbringing especially my husband like he never really got a chance to talk to his parents about life yeah and I mean growing up going to college what's a party what's drinking what's smoking what's sex what's you know like everything that 
people, quote unquote, want to go to college or move out of their parents' house to experience. So when you don't get that opportunity to have those conversations with your parents before you go out, you go out into the world and you experience those things on your own, sometimes for the good and sometimes for the bad, right? Um, so with our kids, we want to be as transparent, age appropriate. Um, That's the that key word. Can be <laughs> because again, there is a lot out there, but mm-hmm. we want to try to introduce um, things gradually. So, for example, I remember when I was younger, my dad would drink. Mm-hmm. Um, never anything crazy, but there'd be beers or wine coolers in the refrigerator. But as my dad got saved and become became a minister, of course, alcohol was no longer in our house. Um, me and my husband, we do drink. So there's always beer and wine in our refrigerators. So our kids do see us drink. We don't get outrageous in front of them, but you know, if I pour, right. If I pour a glass of wine, you know, my oldest will be like, what, what are you drinking? And I'll say, it's a mommy drink. You know, it's an adult beverage that only adults can drink. And he's like, Oh, okay. The other day it was funny because I was drinking a ginger ale. I had mixed it with some vodka, but I left the ginger ale on the counter. And I was like, you can finish that can right there. And he was like, I thought that was beer. And I'm like, you really think I'm going to like, drink some beer? I'm like, it's a ginger ale, it's a soda. And he was like, oh, okay. So he was like all excited that he can drink the ginger ale. I'm like, it's, it's soda. Like, right. that's what it is. It's, it's nothing else. Nice. So just even for like our kids to see that, because I want them to have their first drink with me, you know, later in life. Yes. Like, let's chug a lug Cosby style you know we're gonna figure it out here in the house if you want to smoke something all right we gonna figure it out here like I because that's I realistic really want, see that's yeah because you're thing. gonna do it you're gonna do it and, the, do and it. the thing is it mm-hmm. would be it's really funny like I even now like with my parents like my birthday like like my dad takes a shot with this like it's like it's so <laughs> weird now but he he right. he he was like look it happens like this this is what we do like this this is tell the truth right. about what we like it's i know y'all drink i yeah. know i know y'all might do i don't know y'all are just y'all don't have to hide this don't the stop right. hiding right you guys are all grown right. you gotta have that place where if if let's say for instance you don't want his first drink to be at some random party and he's scared yeah. to call yeah. you because right. he can't he's like dang i need to get home I, I don't know how I'm going to get home. I don't want to drive right now. Or or if I did, I should just drive because, you know, mom, my mom right, right. mad. Like you have to yeah. have those conversations because that's how yeah. kids get in trouble. Cause they, they, they are exactly. curious. And I think it comes mm-hmm. down to the same thing with like um, the sex conversation as well. It's like age appropriate yeah. as they're growing up, but you got to right. have the conversation saying no way, no bed does not do anything for nobody. <laughs> right it doesn't it doesn't you gotta talk about it i don't it. know what that ever meant again that's back to the church like i was always told to just stay a virgin until you get married but like there's a there's a podcast that we listen to and the wife made the most like brightest statement she was like all my life i've been told to stay a virgin till i got married 
I did that. I got married. Now oh, I didn't know hour? how to even. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I heard, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to say other names on here, but yeah. That's all right. Shout out, um, shout out. I'll like, you on the podcast soon. <laughs> right, right. Come on, listen, quick, Kev. <laughs> but yeah, how Liz was just like saying how she didn't even know how to like interact with her husband sexually because it's always no, 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 shush, shush, shush. We're not talking yeah. about that. So then, yeah, then you have your kids going out into the world and getting married. And then you're like on your wedding night, like, oh, wait, I don't know. Wait, what's that thing you have? What's this thing I have? Like, right. I don't know. I just, I, we would just rather be more open again, yeah. age appropriate. Um, a quick story when my son went to kindergarten, we didn't think that there was a conversation that we need to have with him before starting school. Well, apparently we were wrong. Um, when you send your kids to school, they go to school with people of all walks of life. This ain't about church. But right. well, at least my kids don't go to a Christian school. If they do, then you might be a little bit on the safe zone. But I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, my son comes home one day from school and says, Mommy, am I a black man or a white man? Oh, I instantly gosh. froze in my tracks and was like, well, first, you ain't a man at all. So let's start there. <laughs> start there. <laughs> like, you're a boy. And I said, and why are you asking me this question? He's like, because this girl in my class told me that I'm a black man. Mm. So now I'm like, uh, I'm ready to call the school, blow it up. You know, I'm, <laughs> my husband's like, hold on, chill. Like, let's calm down. Let, let's figure it out. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, well, what were y'all talking about? Like, how did this come about? And she was like, I don't know. She just said I'm a black man. And I told her I wasn't. And she said that I was. Wow. And I was like, okay. You know, and I explained to him in his own, I'm like, yes, your skin is black. You are an African-American. I'm like, but that is not who you are. You are your name, the name that we gave you. This is, you know, what you can don't let the color of your skin stop you from anything. The world is yours. But I didn't know that age five, I needed to check that box with my son. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm thinking I'm just sending my kid out to enjoy coloring ABCs one, two, three. No. That's it. <laughs> you have to let these kids know. And again, I don't want to tell my son who he has to be. Well, obviously, mm. You should act, be your color. And again, there's a whole lot that yeah. I don't want to get into, but it's just, I don't want them to be dictated by the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, you are a black man, but you can be whoever you want to be, but don't be talking to my kids. <laughs> you know? Hello. So it's just, it's a lot, even with the whole, even with people being gay and, and the trans, mm. I'm, Again, my own opinion, that I know is a conversation I'm going to need to have fairly soon as well. Mm -hmm. That the gay and trans conversation because kids it's are what's gay going and trans on. so early. Yeah. They're so early now coming out of the closet and so early, you know, changing things and, and parents are supporting and maybe you have a, a household where you have gay parents and that's totally yeah. fine. But again, there's certain things that I'm okay with my child being exposed to at certain times. Right. But if we don't tell him, he's going to find out at school. And it's like, you, do you so. lose that liberty, you know, with like mm -hmm. so much stuff being, uh, um, being out there and, and you can be exposed mm -hmm. to, it's like, yo, I want to be yeah. able to restrain 
from this conversation. Yeah. Maybe wait till you're 12. Maybe wait till you're 10. But mm-hmm. you, it kind of leaves you no choice at cer- certain times. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I can't. I, I can't even. <clears throat> yeah, I can't even imagine. Like it's just, unfortunately, 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 it's just like you have to have the conversations, no matter what it will yeah. be. And if you keep the conversations away, they're gonna learn it from somewhere. And mm-hmm. that's just, yeah. and he's like, rather learn it from me than some random person on the yeah. sc- some random girl on the schoolyard whose parents don't care and cuss them out and don't, and, you know, it just, yeah, they don't have any and no right. filter. And then you're coming back. It's like, mommy, what's this? Mommy, what's that? And you're like, what the, <laughs> what the heck know. is going on? So yeah, it's too much. <laughs> but I got one more question. So, um, what would be your advice to? a newly engaged couples who are going to go into, um, you know, going to marriage and what would be your advice for not just their first year, but just as they're just coming together in, um, in relationship. Marriage has to be a full on commitment. Like you have to be committed to the idea of marriage, the lifestyle of marriage. Like that's a really big thing. Um, and just knowing that it's not easy, like everybody on, and again, it's social media as well. Hashtag relationship goals, hashtag gold <laughs> couple, hashtag black couple, hashtag celebrity couple. If you hashtag anything in your marriage, don't even do it. Like <laughs> Seriously, because it's, it's so much. My dad put it in the best perspective for my husband and I when we were about to get married, he asked my husband, he said, how do you spell marriage? My husband kind of looked like, okay, is he playing with me? Like, (laughs) what do you mean? And he was like, let me spell it for you. W-O-R-K, work. Mm. It is something that you will continually have to do in your marriage. It is not a walk in the park. the first year for some people is the hardest for us. It was year two. You're mm-hmm. going to feel like you want to run, hide, scream, yell, cry, all of that. But you have to know that you made this commitment and stay in it. Like nothing in life is supposed to be easy. Growing pains happen. Obviously you grow up, you see those people who've been married from 19 to 82. You think they still feel the same way? No. <laughs> Like, things happen. Life changes. I mean, look at us right now. We are in this quarantine zone. Mm. I'll tell you what, there's going to be divorces happening after this quarantine. There's going to be pregnancies happening after this quarantine. I know a couple people who already done got engaged during oh this quarantine. Gosh. So it's bringing out so many mixed emotions of people. Yeah. But something for us is it's brought us closer because we're always on the go. We're always working, got the kids mixing and mingling. And so this has actually given us the most time in our marriage to be content with one another and sit and have some real life conversations. So to anyone engaged and wanting to get married, just please be in it for the long haul and just consistently put the work in that's needed. Um, because it's very easy to put your marriage on the back burner, especially if you have kids or you're super career driven, or even if you're still in school, like it's very easy for marriage to just go 
chill over there because your husband or wife can turn into your roommate real quick. Don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just live here? So, <laughs> right. Like, hey, good morning. You you still here? Okay, cool. Well, right, right. right. So make it, you have to make it a priority, though, for sure. I Never have a stop. game that I like to play at the end. Okay. It's called Choose One. It's pretty much this or that, but I call it Choose One just to <laughs> switch it up. So it's all right, one, two, three, right. four. So <laughs> ice cream or froyo? Ooh, uh, ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Jodeci or Drew Hill? Jodeci. <laughs> <laughs> These are not, you don't sound too confident about this. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> all right, let's see. Gel or dip nails? Jail all day. Yeah. Even though I'm like, oh, I have no nails, quarantine. Oh, I'm struggling. I, I am struggling so okay. <laughs> right now. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, this might be a no brainer. Dreads or fade? <laughs> dreads. <laughs> My husband well, has dreads. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, let's see. Malcolm X or Martin Luther King? Oh, Dr. King. <laughs> all right, all right. And it's the last one Teddy Riley or Babyface? <laughs> Oh, bye. <laughs> Baby face. That was the worst thing I've ever seen in this corner. The second one, when they came back, that was a good, I, t- I turned it on. It was good when they came back. Now, not the beginning, because they couldn't get their stuff together. But it was, I went babyface too, because he was playing that it guitar. It was a whole match. It was, the first thing was a whole I don't know why that, Teddy thought he was about to put on a concert. <laughs> <laughs> That Sir, will go down do in history. Down his computer. Now he just, <laughs> he just made himself a meme. Like that, he literally is going down in history. But thank you so much, Lisa, for being a guest. Yeah, of course. And I really appreciate. It. This is an amazing conversation, and I am so grateful that you took the time. Um, and I just need you to send me a couple recipes because I've been cooking. <laughs> I got this really cool cookbook. I'm actually going to send you a picture of it. Um, you should really you should get it. It's really awesome. Thank you for listening to Kind of a Church Girl podcast with your host, Simone Ashley. And please don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you can hear podcasts as well. And don't forget, leave us a five-star rating. I look forward to talking to you again next week. And... Check out the next episode.